Brown, Breakout, OMG, No Lasco, just say no. Carrasco, sing one oh. Park Factors, RBI, Walk rates a case for nine. Papal Bonds, a psycho. Bryce can't take it anymore. Week 17 is underway. Heath, that means most people's championships are over. Uh, but the people that are playing into week 17 have to worry about their star quarterback sitting. Uh, you know, because it's a meaningless NFL game. That's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> no, I can speak for all fantasy baseball owners when I tell you they're tired of baseball being pushed <laughs> to the back burner. It's late July. It's baseball season. I don't need yeah. to hear about football. Well, it's just funny that this is week 17. Now, for many of you, this is week 16 because you combined two weeks into one, two, you know, in one scoring period. But this is technically the 17th week of the season. Uh, and it's just, you know, baseball is long. There's still a lot left, and we've got a top prospect up, and we are pumped about Rafael Devers, and I just feel like, I just- I get it. What? I get why you did the football thing and saying that the season was over. Why? Because Team Scam got pum- pummeled this week. Oh yeah, that, that, definitely. Team Scam has been over since like week three, let's be clear. And, and we just lost Kershaw. But, I feel like there are a lot of team name possibilities with Rafael Devers, and, and that's my task for everybody uh, for for team name Tuesday tomorrow. Rafael Devers, we are going to talk about him, who we added and dropped. Actually, made a lot of transactions over the weekend. We'll read your emails at fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Try to update you a little bit on two start pitchers, whether or not Brad Peacock uh, is a two start pitcher, and, and Kyle Hendricks is coming back starter sit. Danny Salazar was brilliant. More to talk about. Uh, no Scott White probably today. But how was your weekend, Heath? Very, very uneventful. Okay. Like, I did not do hardly anything. I grilled yesterday, which I do almost every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a lot of people mad online oh, last night. Dope. Dope. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. I, I feel like that will probably come up on the football podcast, so I – you know, what tweet, what Heath tweeted last night was really just, oh my god, it's ridiculous. But, alright, uh, let's get into it here. What are your thoughts on Rafael Devers? Red Sox are calling him up. He will apparently initially sit against lefties. They have three on the schedule this week, so don't start Rafael Devers this week. And, uh, I think Scott won him for like $22 or something like that in our auction league. Uh, our Fab League $100 budget. If this were earlier in the season, we all had more money. He might have gone for like 40 but, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, what do you think about Devers? I think that he is uh, – I I wrote today in the waiver wire column that I thought he was worth about 20%. So Scott's $22 bid makes perfect sense to me. He has extreme power potential. I thought Chris did an excellent job in writing about him yesterday and how – People are actually hitting for more power when they come to the majors from the minor leagues because of the baseball, because it's traveling farther. So I I think there's a chance that he comes up and he just rakes. The nice thing about him that's different than Moncada is Moncada came to the majors with a strikeout problem. Devers doesn't have one mm-hmm. at all. So listen, there's a chance that he struggles just like Moncada has. He's useless. But you need difference makers down the stretch. He could be one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's exciting, and the lefty thing hurts. The fact that he's 20, we don't know how he's going to do, but he's the number 12 prospect on MLB.com, and yeah, just huge numbers. I encourage you to read what Chris wrote, and everybody wants to add, everybody wants to add Rafael Devers. Uh, drop Todd Frazier. Oh yeah. Drop Alex Bregman. I think so. Well, Bregman's shortstop eligible now, so that's that is what that's the problem. Mind. Do you need him at shortstop? If so, if not, or if so, obviously not. Yeah, there you go. You don't know if you're starting Matt Carpenter this week. Well, again, you don't want to start uh, Devers. I was going to say as a one week replacement, but never mind. Let me look at some other third baseman here. Um, would you rather have Devers or oh Ryan Healy? Um, Devers. Longoria. Devers. All right. All right. But are you worried about the lefty thing? Because if he platoons. Here's ugh. the thing. Those guys you're telling, you're, you're asking me about, I don't really want to start them. Okay. Those are not top 15 third baseman for me. Okay. Fair enough. So I, I'm willing to drop them for the chance that Devers turns into a top 
10 third baseman, I think, is possible. So there you go. Go out and get him. Here's an email from Chris Rockford. Who would you drop out of these three for Rafael Devers? Alex Bregman, Yoan Moncada, or Justin Bohr? Ooh. If I didn't need Bregman at shortstop, it would be Bregman. Okay. Yeah. Would you drop Moncada for Bregman, for, uh, for Devers? I really don't want to in a roto league. In a points league, I would. I'm tired of talking about Red Sox. Let's talk about Agreed. other players from other teams. I traded a Red Sox. I traded Eduardo Rodriguez for Trevor Story as the Carlos Correa owner in a points league. Story heating up a little bit. We'll see what happens this week. They're on the road, but needed a shortstop. I'm surprised because you're the Eduardo Rodriguez guy. I, I certainly am, and he's a two-star pitcher this week, so that hurt a little bit. But I pulled out a squeaker. Uh, last night, which, which, you know, made that a little bit easier. But come on, look, that's the thing, like, you either have a shortstop or you don't. You don't want to be going on the waiver wire. I suppose you could look at Marcus Simeon, who's been hitting well. Yeah, I think Marcus Simeon is a very good answer at shortstop. He has found his stroke at the plate. I don't know that I really expect there to be a big difference between Trevor Story and mm. Marcus Simeon rest of the year, and you could have kept Eduardo mm, Rodriguez. I don't know. I, like Simeon yet, like Simeon had a had a nice week. He hasn't had a good season. He didn't really have that good of a season last year. He he finished, I think, as the number twelve shortstop, which isn't bad, but nothing like Trevor Story, not even close. Simeon has been a tease throughout his entire career. But Simeon's like not had a good year this year, but still been better than Story on a per game basis, right? I would assume so. I I just think that Story can't I know what he can do. He can't. Do I would this take bad. Story over Simeon rest of season. Yeah. I'm not sure the difference between the two of them is Eduardo Rodriguez. I almost always put his name like into Eduardo Rodriguez. <laughs> I can't say his name. Okay, uh, I added a few outfielders in a five outfielder roto league. One of them was Nick Williams, who's playing very well right now, and he's 30 percent owned. I dropped Mike Napoli for Nick Williams. I also added Horaro Para in that same league. He's day to day with a bruised calf. Who would you rather own, Nick Williams or Gerardo Parra? Um, I would go with Parra. I I believe that in that lineup, he has the skill set to produce top 45, top 50 numbers rest of the season. Yeah, I just I don't know about the playing time because they've got Desmond, Cargo, and Blackman. They've got Reynolds, who homered twice. I, I think they're, that they're gonna he's gonna play. I just don't know how much. And I know he sat. I think the last two games, maybe three, because of the the injury. Um, yeah, I don't know. Also, another guy who might not get a lot of playing time that I picked up, this is a really good thing to do, pick up guys who aren't going to get playing time, is Rajay Davis. Rajay Davis has four steals in his last five games. He might only start against lefties, and they only place uh, two lefties uh, this week in the rotation. So probably not going to start Rajay Davis, but if you need steals, he's been stealing a lot. That's somebody I added. Did you uh, add anybody interesting this week? I did not make a lot of interesting. You didn't ads. do anything this up... weekend. You just you just grilled. No, right. no fantasy. No, I did some fantasy. Uh, Kevin Gosman, two start pitcher. I added him. I'm I'm starting him. Lots of luck. Uh, I know it's gutsy. I did write about a couple of Royals and waiver wire today, not because they're Royals, <laughs> but Brandon Moss is seven percent owned. The first half of the season, he was probably the worst hitter in all of baseball. Uh, he, they were talking on the broadcast this weekend about how he just decided he was going to stop swinging so hard. He was just going to relax and believe that he was good again. And since the start of July, he's been crushing the ball. Yeah. He's got an OPS over a thousand. I don't think he keeps this up, but if he just returns to who he was last year, he should be owning like half of leagues. Oh, I mean, that seems like maybe a little high, but I, I see, look, we got to talk about guys that are 6%, 5% owned and Moss is one of them. And here's another one. The leadoff hitter for one of the best teams in baseball, Brian Goodwin. He leads off every day. He starts against lefties now because they're so banged up in the outfield. And he's okay. I'm not looking at him in mixed leagues, but right. I, I think there are people out there that could be helped by uh, by Brian Goodwin and, and keep an eye on him. So who would you rather own, Goodwin or Moss? Um, I think I'd rather own Moss. I don't really – like Brian Goodwin has not actually been good this year. He's been almost average as a hitter. Yeah. And I'm even better than Moss. confident. He's been better than Boss. They're going to go add some like they're they're going to have to add an outfielder. Probably, yeah. So I, I don't know that I expect him to be a starter all year long for this best team in baseball. All right, we haven't gotten to the Clayton Kershaw news. We will talk about that. 
Steven Strasburg also left Sunday, start with an injury. You gotta sit Steven Strasburg, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he'll avoid the DL. He says he's just been kind of having trouble getting loose lately. We'll tell you about Matt Carpenter, something interesting on Mike Leak. Michael Phelps raced a shark. That was stupid. Not actually. I watched that entire thing. Okay, good. I want to get your thoughts on that. Um, I also added Yolisha Seen, two starts this week. I'm going for it in the Roto League. I have almost no chance to win. I need miracles. I think I'm in fifth place. I'm like 20 points back. So Yolisha Seen, two starts, both at home. Uh, sure, why not? If he, if he sucks, then he's, then whatever. I'll be in sixth place instead of fifth, but I need miracles. And here's, uh, one ad I'm pretty excited about. Carlos Gonzalez is now 80% owned. So this is my league where I'm 29 and one, not trying to brag or anything, but 29 and one is pretty good. Um, making the playoffs. Carlos, if you are in first place and Carlos Gonzalez is available, again, he's 80% owned. He's been hitting a little bit better lately. That guy makes a ton of sense to stash right now. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm smart. And Jay Reese Familia, I also added, but then I dropped him for Alex Claudio. It looks like he's the Rangers closer. For the time being, it kind of does. Yeah, then the Leclerc got a save, I think, on Sunday, but I don't think Claudio was, uh, Claudio was available. So, um, I think that's the Rangers closer, and we'll update you on the bullpen. And here's the big news! Clayton Kershaw is gonna go on the DL with a back injury. Remember, he missed a lot of time with the herniated disc last year. Uh, is he a first round pick next year? Does, when does he return? If he misses 10 days and comes right back and pitches like Clayton Kershaw the rest of the year, yeah. I don't think it's gonna be that, but. If he misses the rest of the season, no chance. Somewhere in between that, we'll determine where he's picked. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Those back injuries, man. I really hope that this doesn't become a chronic thing for him, because, god, baseball needs Clayton Kershaw. There's just, there's just no, no strikeouts these days, you know? We need Kershaw. Uh, uh Devers is up. Steven Strasburg, sit him. Matt Carpenter left Sunday's game with quad tightness. He says he hopes to play today, so that's something you're gonna wanna watch. They play at 7 o'clock Eastern. Alright, Michael Phelps raced the shark, and I tried watching it, and it was so boring, and I, I couldn't even get to the end. What happened? It was terrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'll take that back. I kind of enjoy science-y type shows, and I learned a couple of things about sharks, but they give him a flipper, first off, so that he can swim like a shark. <laughs> he does not race side by side with the shark. I mean, what they should have done, clearly, is everyone recognizes sharks are a lot faster than Michael Phelps. Right. Let's give him a 50-meter head start, attach a piece of meat to his flipper, and see if he can get to the end before the shark catches him. And the, it's 100 meters. Right. That would have been a great race. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way they did it. So it, it was greatly disappointing. Yeah, it was it was super boring. It was, and he lost, as expected. It is Shark Week, right? I believe that was the kickoff, which if that's the best they've got, I'm a little – there will be some good shows. Also, uh yeah, there was another on, – on like Nat Geo Wildlife, there was sharks versus predators, and I saw these seals eating sharks. Wow. Yeah, that was actually kind of cool. The seals are, are – Vicious. Vicious. Yeah. Yeah. I, there is also a, uh, a sharks versus crocs coming up ooh, this week. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. So I'm looking forward to that. I was also watching, uh, Cardinals Cubs, you know, cause that, you know, we do watch baseball here. So Mike Leak owners, listen to this. He pitches today. He says, Leak says that he is struggling to maintain his strength in between starts. And it goes back to last year when he lost weight due to shingles. Mike Matheny said he was unaware of this. But Leak's been struggling lately, and I, you know, scheduled to be a two-star pitcher this week. But if he's having trouble gaining and maintaining his strength in between starts, then that's pretty concerning, and definitely something you want to keep in mind. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like that at all. It's even weirder that like Leak tells the media, but Matheny says he doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah, it's. Weird. I don't really know how much longer Matheny is going to be the manager of the Cardinals. It's a huge week for them because that's a really interesting division. Four teams have a legitimate chance. The Cubs and the right. Brewers are now tied for first place. Uh, but uh, the Pirates have, I think, the Giants and the Padres this week. And the Cardinals have the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. That's Leak's matchups, by the way, both at home. If If I take the Cubs and give you the rest of the division and five games, would you take that? Hmm. Like, I just feel like they're going to run away with it. Uh, five games? 
yeah. over the Pirates than the Brewers. Um, I think and I think Cardinals. you're right. You I, all. Yeah, but they've got a pretty. I think they've probably got a five game lead over the Cardinals. I think you're right. I think I would take the Cubs now that they have Good. Quintana. They maybe they'll add another pitcher. They're going to be aggressive. Yeah, I'll take the Cubs. So yeah, that didn't <laughs> that didn't last long. Ten days after the All Star break, the Brewers are free falling right now. They and the Cubs are tied for first place, and they have a four and a half game lead over the Cardinals, tied with the Brewers, three games over the Pirates. I'm going to say the Reds don't have a chance there. Uh, Marcus Stroman pitched through a blister on Saturday. I am glad I traded Marcus Stroman in one league. I might try to trade him in the other league. He's been so good and so dependable, but these blisters really scare me, Heath. And I think if you can get Equal value for Strowman, or maybe even a slight upgrade, obviously, but maybe you can pull it off. I don't know. Would you Would... trade Marcus Strowman for Lance McCullers? I have legit con- concerns about McCullers. I don't think I'd I do think, that. I think he's worn out. I think they need to give him a break. He's crossed over last year's innings. Now, he did throw more in 2015, but it's just the strikeouts are down, the walks are up, nothing looks right. They're yeah. pushing him back, I guess, to Saturday mm-hmm. this week. I, I mean, I if I don't have any good options, then I'll start him. But I don't want to start Lance McCullers this week. Yeah. Okay. So Stroman with the blister, McCullers with the issues. I think we'll talk more about him a little bit later. Mark Melanson is likely going to miss at least another two to three weeks. So if you need a closer, I think people have probably been hesitant to pick up Sam Dyson for three reasons. One, he was terrible with the Rangers. Two, he's on a bad team. Three, we expected uh, Melanson back earlier than this, sooner than this, but. Yeah, Dyson's got five saves with the Giants and a 2.45 ERA, so you could do worse. Two-star pitcher update. Scott writes the column. Was hoping to have him on today, but he's unable to be on. He's not sure. We're not sure that Brad Peacock will make two starts, but I'm going to start Peacock anyway because if he makes one, it'll be at Philadelphia. Clevenger's another guy who might not make two starts, but he has great matchups, so you could start him in a one-start week. Clevenger has the Angels, and uh, we don't have him as a two-star pitcher. So I'm just going to assume he's a one-star pitcher against the Angels right now. And Hyunjin Ryu, you know, with McCarthy, Brandon McCarthy's on the DL, and Kershaw's on the DL, I do expect Hyunjin Ryu to make two starts. I don't know how they get around that, and he's got the Twins and the Giants at home. Here's Because Chris and I were talking about this this morning. I was trying to find one more guy for waiver wire. I did put Ryu in there. I agree with you that it seems like they have to give him two starts. I just think we should also be very clear that they may both be disasters. He's been awful. He's been awful or he's been like five innings, two runs? Well. Because actually his last three starts were five innings, two runs. Yeah, he's got a 4-2-1 ERA and he's been pretty lucky to have that. Yeah, it's really the matchups that I like for him. And I, I think they'll get two wins. I mean, I don't know if he'll get two wins. but He's got to get to that five-inning mark. <laughs> yeah, Twins and Giants at home. He's one of the most added players, Junjin Ryu. He's 41% owned. Uh, I tell you, I wouldn't start Josh Tomlin to start with No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't either. I, I'm, I, I put him in waiver wire. I said that you probably, because of the matchups, you give him these two starts and then see from there. Yeah. How about Kyle Hendricks? You're gonna start him, White Sox, and at the Brewers. Um, phew. I like that White Sox matchups a lot. They're they're terrible. Uh, yeah. All yeah, right. I'll, I'll start him. What do you think about Danny Salazar? Let's move on to the weekend standouts here. We're gonna talk about Danny Salazar, who was brilliant at his best start of the year. We'll update you on bullpens. Michael Conforto seems to be back. A lot of double dongs over the weekend. Some good shortstop performances other than Marcus Simeon. Uh, who else we got here? Mike Fires on fire. Alex Wood was a dud. But Danny Salazar, if it weren't for that Rafael Devers guy, we might have led the show with Salazar. I'm going to check his ownership, but he was 82% owned as of Saturday. He still is. 82%, seven scoreless innings, one hit, no walks, eight strikeouts, 15 swinging strikes, by far his best start of the year. Give me your thoughts. Most importantly, no walks. Right. Like, that's that's the key. He was already one of the best strikeout pitchers in all of baseball. All he had to do was just get the walks under control a little bit and stop giving up so many dongs. He did, <laughs> he did both in this start. I, he should be 97% owned. He should be owned everywhere. Yeah, now he was walking people in the minors. So I don't know. I don't believe his last two starts he did. Uh, okay. Right? I was about to go. Ch- I'm checking the game log as we speak. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, let me get that up here. Last... I mean, even when he was terrible earlier in the year, he had a 338 xFIP. I so, mean, his last two starts, five innings, two walks, six innings, three walks. Okay. It's not great. He, he can be a three-and-a-half walk-per-nine guy with his strikeout stuff and still be very good. Okay. Danny Salazar, pick him up. Who's a better guy to stash? I know they play different positions, but Carlos Gonzalez or Danny Salazar? Like who? Oh, I'm not stashing Salazar. I'm starting him this week. All right. Well, they're both at 80, 80 to 82 percent owned. Who, who's going to be? Who's going to help your team more down the stretch, Salazar or Cargo? I'll go with Salazar just because we need pitchers more than outfielders. So Salazar started on Saturday. That means he faces White Sox. Well, the White Sox. Uh, one, two, three. Now, oh yeah, they're going six man this week. I think right. So yeah, at the White Sox this week. Perfect. Wonderful. Tanner Roark is 73% owned. Struck out 11 Diamondbacks in seven innings, gave up three run, three hits and two runs with one walk. Great start for Roark. And his previous start, six scoreless innings, three walks, five strikeouts at the Reds. So two good ones in a row. It was pretty terrible before that. Do you feel about Tanner Roark? You know, do you feel the same way about Roark as you do about Salazar? Um, I mean, there's, just completely different types of pitchers. I don't think Roark has Salazar's upside, but I think Roark should probably be 90% owned. I expect him to be much better the rest of the season than he's been so far this year. Well, not better than he's been his last two starts, but yeah, I, I he's a, a high three ZRA guy probably. It reminds me a little bit of Aaron Nola like three weeks ago. Noah yeah. had maybe two good starts in a row, and he was probably owned in – I really don't remember. Roark's owned in 73% of leagues. Maybe Noah was more like 60% of leagues. But you said, you know, pick up Aaron Nola. I don't think we expected him to do what he's doing now, but that potential was there, and Roark has that potential too. He he was great last year, and he had, you know, 283 ERA. So Roark is a guy, another guy. Maybe it depends on how good your team is. Better teams might want to take a shot on Roark just because you can stash them. That don't have to start them. But either way, wanted to throw that out there. All right, uh, message to Red Sox fans. You want to go see Rafael Devers play? All right, download the SeatGeek app. And really, this extends to everybody. But we'll get you $10 off your first purchase with our offer code FANTASY. Code is FANTASY. Do not even think about searching multiple ticket sites for tickets. Do what Heath does and, and do absolutely nothing and let other people do the work for you over the weekend. Let SeatGeek do the work for you. Sit back and sip lemonade or whatever you'd like to sip. SeatGeek will search multiple sites, find you the best deals on seats, give each seat a grade based on value. You're going to easily identify your bargains and see these are the tickets that I need to buy. We're talking sports, concerts, comedy, theater. Use SeatGeek for all of these, and every purchase is fully guaranteed. You're going to shop on, uh, you're going to shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. So save 10 bucks on your first purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FANTASY. That's promo code FANTASY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Time to take a look at the most added players in CBSSports.com League. There's going to be a lot of two-star pitchers on this list. But Rafael Devers is number one. He's already 58% owned. Sean Doolittle is number two. Pretty clear he's the closer. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It looks like it right now. He did pitch in a four-run game last night, but every each save chance they've had since the trade, it's been Madsen in the eighth, Doolittle in the ninth. I'm not 100% certain that they don't add another arm, but I think for right now he's the closer. I would rather have him than Claudio, than Dyson, than either of the White Sox guys. Oh, Clippard is not good. Yeah, Clippard's pitched in the ninth twice since he got to Chicago, and... Both have been walk-off losses. Yeah, that's yesterday's wasn't really his fault because he came in to clean up a mess. Right. But, yes. Uh, but I, he faced one batter and gave up a double, right? He like Yes. He, he I, did, yes. did not get an out. No, so. he didn't. But he, he came in with runners on, and they set him up to fail. But still, I mean, it, the Clippert is continuing bad pitching. The thing is, Swarzak pitched in the fifth yesterday. Oh, he did? Yes. <laughs> so... They're kind of treating him like their utility, we know you're the best reliever, get us out of the jams type guy. Mm-hmm. And I think they probably like that he can go multiple innings. 
Yeah. Well, they're they're terrible too. Uh, and Clippers only 19% owned, so people aren't flocking to pick up the White Sox closer. Tommy Pham is 74% owned. You happy now? Yeah. Or still, we need more from Pham. No. More. More. <laughs> uh, Nick Williams is 31% owned. We talked about him. Gerardo Parra is 39% owned. He said he'd take Parra over Williams. Yoli Shasin is a two-star pitcher, 63% owned. Both starts are at home this week. Seth Lugo is a two-star pitcher, and he has pretty good matchups. He's about 50% owned. Lugo has uh, the Padres and the Mariners both on the road. Shasin I, I Lugo. This is, this is the perfect type of situation for Lugo. He has, like, negative upside. <laughs> but... It's not such a bad thing to have a guy at the end of your rotation that you feel pretty confident you know what they're going to do every time out. Yeah, he's fairly consistent, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, good good matchups like we said. At the Mariners isn't great, but it's not terrible. Jose Reyes, 30, 48% owned now. Reyes or Simeon? Really? You're, you're sighing. I thought that was an easy Simeon. No, I well, I'm not as down on Jose Reyes as as you and Chris and everybody else. I think it's mostly are. Chris, but I I I understand where Chris is coming from. Yeah, I mean, he was dreadful for half the year, but he's he's been pretty good now for what a month? Mm, probably more like six, seven weeks, but you know, consistently okay, consistently acceptable. No, nothing great from Reyes. Right, I. I'd probably go Simeon, but it's really close. All right, so Reyes, Simeon. Who are the other short? Oh, Paul DeYoung. He's homered in two straight games. Back to the most added list. Alex Claudio, Alex Meyer. Did Meyer two starts this week? I don't think he is, but listen, you look. I put him in waiver wire this week as well. That performance against the Nationals was obviously... Very impressive. But like six of his last eight starts, he's given up two runs or fewer. Yes. And he is like a poor man Salazar in that we know he has amazing stuff. We know he has good strikeout stuff. It's just don't walk five batters per nine I innings. I know, but I mean, he is so bad with the walks. And even in the, some of those really good starts, he had six innings, one run, four walks. Six innings, no runs. Or six innings, no runs, five walks. Right. It's risky. But he's like 28% owned too, yeah, right? 28%. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're two thirds of the way through the season, and he's got a three seven four ERA with ten strikeouts per nine. So I believe he will face Alex Meyer. Will face Cleveland this week at on the road. All right, look, twenty eight percent owned. I understand why he's on the most added list. Hyunjin Ryu, Vince Velasquez, forty nine percent owned. What do you think? That should be higher. You think that so? should be higher? Yeah, I. Uh, he's a two start pitcher this week. He is. One of them is against Houston. The other is against Atlanta. I guess Houston without Correa. Well, they only throw in Marwin Gonzalez was like a nine-something OPS. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Houston's a terrible matchup, but you give me Velasquez with two starts, I I don't care if one of them is a bad matchup. Okay, also Josh Tomlin, Luis Castillo, Francisco Cervelli, Whit Merrifield, 61% owned. It's about time. Yeah, he's earned it. He really has. He's been very, very good. Like, there was all this talk about the Royals trading for D. Gordon. I don't know if D. Gordon's better than Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield or Chris Taylor? Uh, Whit. Merrifield or Pedroia? But there's these guys like Dustin Pedroia that I think Scott and Chris and I all just kind of, we got them ranked in a certain spot and they only move when somebody goes up or somebody goes down. Uh... I'd probably say Petroya. Okay. That, that's lovely. Let's go to the bullpen now. <laughs> Senwano. Senwano is droppable. I dropped him. He's not the closer. He keeps pitching in non-save situations. Rosenthal, Cecil's probably Rosenthal at this point. I don't know. Uh, that, that is a mess. Luis Garcia got a save for the Phillies and they wanted to see what Garcia could do. Neris he had pr- pitched each of the previous two days, but I do think he was available from what I read. But Pete McCannon just wanted to see what Luis Garcia could do. He's got a 225 ERA, a 108 whip, and 15 straight scoreless appearances. So, yeah, this is deep. Maybe Garcia has a chance to get some saves for the Phillies. Zach Britton set an American League record with 55? 55, Heath? Do you know? 
You don't nope. know. 55 straight converted save opportunities. And uh, he got that against Houston on Sunday. So it's good to see him throw a scoreless inning with a walk and two strikeouts. Jim Johnson blew a save. Uh, actually, it was a tie game, but he took the loss. He's, you know, he's not as good as Montero, but he's still the closer. Tyler Clippert stinks. And Brandon Maurer, so Brandon Maurer got the, blew the save on Friday. And he had had eight straight scoreless appearances, but let's face it, Brad Hand is so much better than Brandon Maurer. And Brad Hand got the save on Sunday for the Padres. Do you care about this? No. No, because you think tra- Hand's going to get traded? I think they're going to give the job back to Maurer. Yeah. Um, I mean, we saw the six weeks ago, Brad Hand had two saves in a row and then just never gets a save again. So Doolittle and Claudio are probably the the two like bullpen winners over the weekend that are going to be added in more leagues. Right. Some news and notes for you. Chris Sale is the fastest starting pitcher in AL history to reach 200 strikeouts in a season. Interesting trade. The Mariners acquired Marco Gonzalez from the Cardinals for Tyler O'Neill, an outfielder. Two, two good prospects here. Marco Gonzalez going to Seattle, the starting pitcher. Outfielder Tyler O'Neill going to St. Louis. I don't really love it for O'Neill's value. Just because the Cardinals have so many young outfielders with power potential. And he's just another, I mean, Pham, Gritchick, Piscotti, they've got Fowler signed. I, I don't know what his path to the bigs is over the next year. Yeah, and I don't think we're, you think we're going to see Gonzalez this year? I wouldn't expect so. Yeah, the Mariners just like to trade. They, I feel like they haven't traded in a while. They had right. not traded in a while. They just needed to get something done. Colin Moran's on the DL with a facial fracture. The Marlins, according to their team president, Michael Hill, will not sell off their core pieces. Robinson Chirinos has a sprained ankle. Gregory Polanco and Starlin Castro are on the DL with hamstring strains. Brandon McCarthy's on the DL. I think Kenta Maeda going to replace him, I would assume. Probably. And Melky Cabrera, bruised big toe, could miss a few days. Aaron Altair will be back this week. Let's look at the double dongs. Not sure I've ever said that before in that wording. I enjoyed it. Michael Conforto double donged on Friday and then again on Sunday. He will definitely be starting for me this week. Victor Martinez homebrew twice at Minnesota. He's been good. Yeah, he's back to his old self. Like old, old self. Like you want to add Victor Martinez? Um... There could be a situation to where I want to add Victor Martinez. Yeah, we talked about Brandon Moss earlier. I'd probably rather have V-Mart. Okay. Mike Moustakis double-donged on Saturday. JT Realmuto on Saturday. Mark Reynolds on Sunday. That's interesting. That might lead a lot of people to start Mark Reynolds. I'm not sure that's a good idea. We, in the 16-team league, have pretty much started Mark Reynolds each and every week. I get that. But this week, he is on the road facing not not great pitchers, I'll give him that, but six road games against St. Louis, St. Louis and Washington. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be I, – I would probably be trying to avoid it in a 12-team league. All right, Mark Reynolds. Uh, Didi Gregorius homer twice on Sunday. He's the best. Whit Merrifield twice on Sunday. He's not as good as Didi. And Rugnet Odor homer twice on Sunday as well. So if you need shortstop help, how do you feel about Alex Bregman? Um, I like him more than Simeon. I like him more than Reyes, a couple guys we've talked about uh, that could be help at shortstop. I think he still has more upside than those two. Right. He has been bad. And yeah. I'm just going to – I think when I looked, he was 16th in points and 20th in roto. That was like on Friday or sat- Saturday morning. Bregman had gained eligibility, so I looked. He was 16th in points at shortstop and 20th in Roto. I don't know if he's going to be a savior. Like, I think, I think I'd rather have Eduardo Nunez. Oh, for sure. You Eduardo would. Nunez in Roto is a top 12 shortstop. You know who I'm having a, uh, no, in points I'd rather have Nunez. Either way. You know who I'm having a real tough time with is VR. Because the walk to strikeout ratio is horrible. But he's hitting a little bit now. He still leads off when he plays. Often, often leads off when he plays. He is stealing bases again. Did I say that? I don't think I said that. Steals, okay. some hits. Like, VR's turned it around a little bit. But I have um, to make the decision today. Do I drop him for Simeon? Do I drop him for Nunez? And I'm, this is a points league. 
I'm having a lot of trouble with it. I would absolutely drop him for Nunez. I like um, Sogard comes off the disabled list today. Is that right? Or he no, he's yesterday? back. He's back. I feel like that's probably going to negatively affect VR's playing time. You would think so. And they've been talking about getting like Ian Kinsler. So he, that, yeah. And that what I read too. was the Kinsler trade didn't really have much to do with VR's performance. It was whether Sogard could stay healthy. So, they, so, so I don't, Sogard. I don't know. He's been disastrous this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a points I, league, I'd have no like, trouble dropping him for Nunez. Yeah, the peripherals are so bad that even though he's been okay lately, got I think one walk to twelve strikeouts or something in his last scoring period. All right, I'm gonna make that. I drop him for Simeon. I drop him for Reyes. And I drop him for Bregman. Okay. All right then. And uh, Will Myers has homered in three straight games. Adam Jones is hitting well. I gotta look that up, but I, you know, I might coincide with moving the lead off. Probably talk about that tomorrow. Nick Williams, Randall Grichik. Who would you rather own? Grichik's homered three times in three games since coming off the DL. I'll go with Grichik. Yeah. I still think that the Cardinals just play him every day for a few months, and his batted ball profile is so good. Just give him a little bit of time. Mm, but we're not giving much love to to uh, Williams today. In the last ten games, he's batting three fifty with a eleven sixty four OPS. Yeah, I, maybe I'm just not as excited about Nick Williams as I should be. No, that's I don't fine. know. I don't feel like there was a ton of buzz about what he was going to do when he got up. Um, he did have plenty of power in the minor leagues, and as we've talked about, that can even increase when you get to the majors. But he was also striking out thirty percent of the time. Yeah, and he's still striking out. I mean, even with this 1164 OPS, two walks, ten strikeouts for Nick Williams. And let me go to another player just to see how important plate discipline is for you. Okay. Here's a player that right now is playing every day for a really good offense. Okay. He's a top prospect. If not top, like not, not Devers top, but top 50 prospect in baseball. Okay. And he's got a 944 OPS. So far in 13 games. 13 he, games. Huge sample size. Since being called up. He's hit well. And he's got one walk to 12 strikeouts. One walk to 12 strikeouts. And a 944 OPS. What's his ISO? It's big. It's uh 240. Okay. Uh That sounds a lot like Nick Williams. To be honest. But it isn't. It's somebody who's owned in 55% of leagues. How do I not know who this is? <laughs> He's a big prospect. He got called up for a good team that plays in the American League East. He yeah. is Clint Frazier. Ah, okay. It's interesting. I mean, look, Frazier's doing everything you could have wanted him to do. 944 OPS as a rookie. He's got three home runs. But one walk, 12 strikeouts. Like, I don't know how long that could last. That's not good. Um, has he played every day? Yeah, they, they're playing him over Ellsbury. But they, Brian Cashman basically said, when Aaron Hicks gets back, Frazier's going down. I don't know if I believe that, nor do I know when Hicks is coming back from the oblique injury. But you're sitting there and you need to make a decision. Oh, there's a two-star pitcher out there and I, th- I, they got, I've started uh, Frazier in, in one league. I'd rather have Frazier than Nick Williams. I would too, but the question is like, can you drop, comfortably drop Clint Frazier or is that a big mistake? I would not be comfortable with it. No. Okay. All and right. I, like, I almost feel like he, he's striking out a lot right now. It's such a small sample size and he was only a 21% strikeout guy in AAA before he was called up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're home this week. Six games at home. They're gonna, he's gonna hit. So, let's talk pitchers, Heath. Alright. How's that sound? Anybody stand out to you this weekend that I didn't get to? I didn't think it was the most eventful weekend. No, I mean, we're getting to the pitchers now. Yeah. So, uh, obviously the Alex Wood implosion was, uh, one of the bigger stories, Surprising. I think. Surprising. Yeah, alright, we'll get to the duds, but let's start with the studs being studs. Studs in this format is defined by anyone owned in 80% of leagues or more. So you don't actually have to be a stud. But 
Uh, Cordy Kluber is a stud, and he struck out a career-high 14 on Sunday. John Lester, two really good starts in a row since that dreadful one right before the All-Star break. And uh, so, let's see, eight innings, three hits, two runs, no walks, ten strikeouts against the Cardinals. Fifteen innings, three runs, and 16 Ks in his last two starts, John Lester. Jake Arietta, 11 swinging strikes. And I think his turnaround has coincided with Miguel Montero being DFA'd and Wilson Contreras catching Arietta. But he's been pretty good lately. Last four starts, 213 ERA for Arietta, but only 18 strikeouts in 25 and a third. And Rich Hill has been awesome. His last six starts, <laughs> man. 193 ERA for Rich Hill, 52 strikeouts and 37 and a third. Would you rather own Rich Hill or Jake Arrieta? Uh, I would rather own Jake Arrieta. I I hate ranking Rich Hill because, like, if you guaranteed me he was going to start, make every start for the rest of the year, I'd probably put him in my top 12. Absolutely. But you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, it is frustrating. Uh, and I felt that way a little bit with Wood. Unfairly, probably. But now it's happened. Well, um, one start. What's that? It's one start with Alex Wood. It was. But it you're was. waiting for the other shoe to drop for Hill. That's an injury, not bad right. performance. We buy the performance, right? Yes. Yeah. And we'll see with Wood, but um, we're, we should give him a pass for one start. And we are. Arietta is really like between Kluber, Lester, Hill, and Arietta. I think Arietta is definitely the most interesting. Cause like I said, last four starts, two thirteen ERA, but seven walks, eighteen strikeouts, and twenty five and a third. So I don't know what to make of that. Uh, do I think? don't expect Arietta to be two thousand fifteen Arietta or probably even two thousand fourteen Arietta rest of season, but his numbers look a lot like what he did in two thousand sixteen, except the BABIP's just a lot higher. And the strand rate's a lot lower. So I expect him to be a mid-three ZRA guy the rest of the year. Okay. And Aaron Nola. So the, here's the thing about Aaron Nola. You know, we've talked about this a lot. He relies a lot on called strikes. Chris doesn't like that. That's why he's never been that high on Aaron Nola. Well, how about this? Last six starts, 170 ERA, 50 Ks in 42 and a third, and a ton of swinging strikes. Four straight starts with between 12 and 17 swinging strikes for Al- Aaron Nola. Now that's good. Here's the sort of bad news in that. Those four starts came against the Brewers twice, the Padres, and the Pirates. The Brewers and the Padres, as when I checked this on Saturday, they were top four in baseball in strikeouts. But the Pirates had the third fewest strikeouts in baseball. So anyway, Nola's getting the swinging strikes now. He's been red hot, one of the better pitchers in baseball for the last month. Uh, are you buying Nola as a stud? As a top 15, 20 starting pitcher, no. But I think we have enough evidence here to have a pretty good idea of what Aaron Nola is. I mean, you've got 282 innings pitched in the major leagues now with 9.1 Ks per nine and 2.4 walks per nine. He's got a 3.46 FIP over those 282 innings. I don't think he really has ace fantasy potential pitching for the Phillies. Like, how many games is he going to win? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure – like, I, I will move him up again after this recent run, but he's top 25 to 30 is probably as high as he can go. So Nola is 4-1 with a 170 ERA in his last six starts, and he has a 12% swinging strike rate. Nola had a five-start stretch last year, May through June, 197 ERA and a 12% swinging strike rate. Very, very similar to this year. That was the end of good Aaron Nola. Uh, that was, his next start was the beginning of the, oh my gosh, he's the worst pitcher in baseball. What happened to Aaron Nola? But I don't think we see that happening again. So good for no. you, Aaron Nola. And for those of you who picked him up when he got dropped, good for you. Studs being studs part two. Mike Fires is 82% owned. Is that outrageous? Outrageously low. He's 82%? Yeah, Fires. Uh, I wouldn't, that's the same as Danny Salazar. Yeah, actually, yes, it is. I would rather have Salazar. Yeah, but this is where you can drop Jason Vargas. You can drop Mike Leak. You know? I agree for sure with dropping Mike Leak. Oh, Vargas, come on. Vargas- I'm not, like, I'm, no, it's not so much Vargas. <laughs> like, I would drop Vargas for Salazar. Okay. 
I just I don't know that I'm buying into the fact that this is going to stick for fires. Fair enough. Now, how is fire doing? Fires doing this according to Jake Kaplan of the Houston Chronicle. He dropped his arm arm angle, started using his curveball instead of his slider, and that's when he took off. Last ten starts, two thirty six ERA. So the arm angle and the pitch selection changed for fires, and the results have been terrific. Alex Cobb, another really good start with again. Very few strikeouts, four strikeouts and eight eight innings with three runs against the Rangers on Friday, and I and he came out for the ninth and he started struggling. He had eight brilliant innings and then gave up some runs in the ninth, but forty seven of his pitches on Friday or when was it? Yeah, Friday for Cobb. Forty seven percent were splitters. The Matt Shoemaker. Right now he does that like every now and then. He'll probably his next start probably be like twenty two percent splitters, and we'll go. Why aren't you throwing your splitter more? But Cobb is someone I've been trying to trade. I try, in fact, I offered Cobb for story and it got rejected and I had to go Rodriguez for story. But, uh, 85% owned for Alex Cobb. Do you think he's a sell high candidate? He's been great. Last eight starts, he has a 235 ERA. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Dylan Bundy's start to the season when mm. the results were so good, but we all just kept saying, this is not what, cause we were high on Bundy coming into the year. Yeah. But then we were nervous the entire time he was pitching well and now he's awful. I don't think you can continue to be this successful with this few strikeouts. I would, I'd definitely be trying to sell high. On Alex Cobb. And Adam Wainwright is 85% owned. So Wainwright's interesting. He has a 13 start stretch where he's 9 and 5 with a 420 ERA. He, in 10 of those 13 starts, Adam Wainwright has a 153 ERA. In the other three starts, he's given up 24 earned runs in 10 and a third. I feel like Adam Wainwright's pretty much done talent wise <laughs> being a good major league pitcher, but he's a wily veteran. Yeah. And so he's just dancing on a tightrope every start. Mm-hmm. And when things go bad, it's going to go disastrously bad. Yeah, it's hard to trust it, but he has been good most of the time. I still really have no interest in him. Eighty five percent owned. Like I I would drop Wainwright for whoever I needed, you know? He'd be a guy I'd look to drop. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I probably would too. I can't really argue with that. Studs being duds, part one. Alex Wood, with uh, seven earned runs and four and two thirds. David Price had been really good in his previous five starts. Struggled on Saturday at the Angels. Robbie Ray, a bad start against Washington, and Lance McCullers. Who are you most concerned about between Alex Wood, David Price, Robbie Ray, and Lance McCullers? Uh, McCullers easily. Yeah. Uh, I'm most interested to see Wood's next start just to make sure I, I w- would love some proof that this was just a one start blip. Yeah. Um, Price and Ray, I, I don't really have any concern over. Price oh. has been outstanding before this. Ray went up against the Nationals, maybe the best lineup in all of baseball and got blitzed in the first inning. Yeah. Here's, I guess, an issue though with Robbie Ray. So you said, you brought it up, I don't know, six weeks or so ago. He had given up the most hard contact in baseball. Uh-huh. And maybe he was a sell high. Not that you're, not that he was bad, but that you can get an ace for him maybe. Like a top ten pitcher. So, Ray struggled yesterday, gave up five runs, four earned in five innings. Previous five games, 394 ERA, 20 walks, 38 strikeouts. 20 walks though in 29 and two third, and seven home runs allowed. So here he is again, giving up a lot of home runs and a lot of walks. And 394 ERA. Look, you go a five-game stretch. Now it's a six-game stretch with like a four-something ERA. It happens. But the home runs and the walks are definitely concerning for Ray. Well, I mean, he's not – part of the reason we called him a breakout candidate coming into this year, and I think breakout was maybe the wrong word to use, because he was extremely unlucky in 2016. And you look at his FIP over the last three years. It's three five three, three seven six, three nine two. With this year being the worst. This oh, his I, FIP is the worst this year. Yeah, okay. right. I I'm not. I I do think he's good in fantasy. I like him a lot as a low end number two, high end number three. I think we got a little carried away when we started pushing him close to that ace territory. I think though that with with these pitchers, whether or not they're lucky or unlucky. It, the home runs can often get overlooked. Like Rick Porcello. Rick Porcello had a pretty good start yesterday. He gave up three home runs. 
Right. And maybe that's just unlucky home run to fly ball ratio. Like I was watching the Yankees game and they were talking about Tanaka and David Cohen is a very good analyst, former Royal and former Yankee. So we love him. And, uh, he's a very good analyst, but he's, he's very analytical, loves the advanced stats. And he said, you look at Tanaka, Tanaka, everything looks good for Tanaka except for the home run to fly ball ratio. And maybe he's just been unlucky. I don't really see it that way. I see it that he's making mistakes and they're getting pummeled for homers and he's had that problem before. And we might be seeing the same thing with Robbie Ray, who gave up 24 home runs and 174 and a third last year. Except that his home run per nine last year was 1.24, and this year it's 1.23. Who's? Ray. It's right. virtually identical. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, and that's why he might be a higher ERA guy than what we've seen from Robbie Ray. Right now his ERA is 315. He gives up too yes. many homers and he walks guys. That's going to hurt the ERA. Yeah, he's basically got three years of a three five two, a four nine oh and a three one five. I think he's probably a, a mid three ZRA guy. Okay. Well, what else should we talk about? As we get to the point in the show we have about ten minutes left and about fifty guys left to speak about. How eager or eager or well, that's not a great word. How willing would you be to drop Irvin Santana and Jason Vargas? Um I like I think putting drawing that line between Danny Salazar and Mike Fires is probably where I'm at. Okay. I would, if they were just sitting on my bench and Devers was available, I'd drop either one of them for Devers. Sure. Santana and Vargas. I, I, but I need to be, I still feel like they're going to be relatively reliable the rest of the year. I need, it needs to be somebody that I think can be a difference maker. How about Yvonne Nova and Dylan Bundy? Would you drop them? Bundy, yeah. Yeah, Bundy's nothing 80, like. 86% owned. It's time. It's time. I'm not sure about Nova yet. I'm not, I'm not quite ready to give up on him. Yeah, we'll forgive him for being, he was predictably going to be bad at Colorado. That's not the kind of pitcher. I know he gets right. ground balls, but he doesn't, he, too much contact. He wasn't going to do well there. Um, Jeff Samarja. Jeff Samarja, been a little rough lately. 16 earned runs and 17 and a third in his last three starts. Two of them were against the freaking Padres. This is an excellent reminder for us about something that happens. Um, advanced stats and the FIP and everything are generally more predictive than ERA, but they still just tell us what a pitcher has done. There was a lot of talk about Jeff Samarja is awesome now. He's just been really unlucky, but there was no guarantee that he was just going to keep being awesome because he hadn't really been awesome before in his career. He had a great stretch of pitching where he got unlucky, and now he's pitching like himself again. You think that's what it is, or is this the, the stretch of pitching where he's unlucky? Then and he's No, he really was good. unlucky before. His, his ERA was awful. Yeah, but he had a, but yeah, it's true. But it was like three starts that really, that really pumped that up and, and he had a lot of, cause he had two bad starts at Colorado and one bad start at Arizona, if I remember correctly. Or maybe it was two at Arizona, one at Colorado. And other than that, Samarja was pretty good. Is right now the unlucky part, the, the bad three start stretch, or was the good, good starts the lucky part for Samarja? You know what I mean? I don't know that he's had a lot of good luck this year, period. Okay. I I think he pitched very well for a period of time and did have some bad luck. It was at Arizona, Colorado, at the Mets, at Colorado. Four terrible starts. So but, right, okay, so sorry to interrupt you, but how if Dylan Bundy is a ten on the dropometer, where's Samarja? I'm not that particularly excited to drop him. I guess I say a four. Okay. Who else? Uh, take a look at the notes. Tell me if there's anyone that you want to pick up. I did have one sleeper this week. Who was it? I believe it was Sean Newcomb. I, I assume a lot of people are going to drop him. He's had an absolutely brutal schedule. Newcomb's last four starts have been against the Astros, Nationals, Cubs, and Dodgers. He's at Philadelphia this week. I could see Newcomb having a good start. Um, I think Denelson Lamette at 39% is very interesting. Um... I think Colin McHugh stinks, and he's 53% owned, and I don't want Well, him. talk about stinks. Marco Estrada is 70% owned, and he's shown nothing this year. No, he he's shown nothing in his last nine starts. Okay, that's 70% of this year. But here's it? the thing. No, 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 no. It's half this year. Half this year he was great. Half this year Estrada's been terrible, and the previous two seasons he's been good. Like, McHugh has had one good season. I think – Estrada's more owned than McHugh, but, like, I can't bring myself to drop Estrada. I just, I, maybe I should, but, but I can't. Okay. 70% owned at this point. 
Yeah, I I don't – part of it is that, you know, when he was great for two years, it was in two different ways, and it was difficult to really believe how he was doing it. Um, But since May 6th, he has a 709 ERA. Oh, you're not doing Marco Strada justice. He has a 9.52 ERA in his last nine starts. <laughs> but I'm saying since May, like, so we had one month of the season. Since May oh, 6th. you're doing this g- now? Alright, fine. Okay. Let's have, let's have a game log battle. Good. Because what happened after May 6th? That was probably a bad start and he probably rebounded. Uh, five runs, two runs, five runs, one run, one run, seven runs, four runs, six, six. Right. So I probably started at the seven runs. Right. So I would say game log battle, he had a 315 ERA through the first two months of the season. And he has a 709 ERA since the first month of the season. Or he has a, he had a 315 ERA through the first two months of the season and a 952. Is that what I said? Since then. So we're basically arguing over whether he was good from May 6th to May 27th. Correct. And in that stretch, he had three very good starts and two very bad starts. So take your pick. Okay. That was fun. Actually, he had a 315 ERA in those five starts. So I think uh, I win. I think 398. Really? Yeah. With more than a strikeout per inning. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still gonna claim he was ownable, Marco Estrada. Uh, with a 398 okay. ERA. Alright, anyway, uh, there really were not other pitchers that I thought about picking up this week. Brent Suter had another good start. He's got a 284 ERA. Uh, he's 38% owned. Do you like Suter? I don't believe this is legit. Okay. The, the one on the legit autometer. Then we're gonna take a look at today's matchups. Just give me a second to pull those up. We have an early game today at about 2.20 p.m. Eastern. It is White Sox and Cubs. It is Marco Gonzalez, Miguel Gonzalez, excuse me. Miguel Gonzalez and Kyle Hendricks, Heath. Start Hendricks? Yep. Brad Peacock, Brad Peacock, start. Vince Velasquez, sit. Um, yeah, if it's just a one start thing, I, you don't want to start Velasquez against the Astros. Chris Smith and Francisco Liriano. Nope. Tim Adelman, Josh Tomlin. Nope. Jason Hamill, Justin Verlander. Um, that's really going to. Hamill's not sneaky it. here because they don't have JD Martinez, and you got to check on Miguel Cabrera's status. Yeah, not in a ten-team league. Definitely in a fourteen-team league. Twelve-team, it's really. Uh, yeah, I'd probably start them both. Okay, I'm starting Verlander. Here we go, JV. Kevin Gosman, Blake Snell. Starting, I'm, I'm sitting both. Well, you I'm, have to even think about Blake Snell. I'm starting Gosman. Okay, you don't have to think about Snell though. I thought about it. Oh come on now, Adam Conley, Martin Perez. No, Antonio Senzatella, Mike Leake. That's not at course. No. Uh, Maybe no Matt Carpenter in this game. Yeah, I, 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 I might, I might, I might start on both in points. Alright, Dickie, Zach Granke. Start Granke. Jacob DeGrom, Clayton Richard. Yeah. Start DeGrom. Sit Richard. Eduardo Rodriguez, James Paxton. Start on both. Bartolo Colon, Hyunjin Ryu. Uh, I'd probably start Ryu. <laughs> that almost sounded like you were saying Hyunjin Ryu. <laughs> Garrett Cole, Matt Kane. Start Cole. Start Cole. Emails, fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Dave in Lakeland. Hello, Jack, Sam, and Teal'c? T-E-E-L-C? T-E-A-L-C? Who the hell is that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Who would you rather have at DH? Conforto, Domingo Santana, or Kendris Morales? Uh, you gotta say Conforto, right? Santana's been so good. I'm going to say Conforto, yeah. Yeah, I think you got to say Conforto. This is like Stargate or something like that. This Jack, Sam, and Teal'c. Dear Max, David, and Justin. This is from Isaac in Detroit. Max, That David. was uh, the Tigers rotation back when they were good. Ah. Is Mark Reynolds the most underrated breakout this year? Yes. Oh, he's been so bad for a while until this stinking two-homer game. Until he was really good again. For one game. 
Like he has been basically as good as Justin the Smoke, right? It depends. Like in the beginning of the season he was, but No, I mean for the year. Probably. Twenty home runs. Actually probably not. Reynolds I mean Reynolds like coming up on two months of being pretty bad. Okay. Are we gonna have another game log no, battle? No. Okay. Um this is a trade from Blake and Boise. Had Turner and Correa. So he needs a shortstop. Give up Rizzo and Salazar. Ooh. Rizzo and Salazar get Machado and Cobb. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I So you've got Bellinger, it looks like that you can slide into first base. You don't have a shortstop. Yeah. It's like you have to do it, I think, but I don't like it. Yeah. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably just pick up Simeon or Reyes or Bregman and roll with that. Lou in Connecticut. Head-to-head categories, get Verlander, give up Moustakas and Suter. You would do this, right? I would. Yeah. I probably... I'd give this I'm a not that, I, I'm not that high on Moustakas. He's not a top 12 third baseman. So, yeah, if you want to make that type of wager on Verlander bouncing back, sure. And from Ken... Need a starting pitcher. Give up Chris Bryant and Trevor Cahill. Chris Bryant and Cahill. Get DeGrom and Matt Carpenter. Yeah, I think I like it. I'll give it a C plus. I'll give it a B minus. Okay. Just hope Carpenter doesn't go on the DL. And Heath, thank you very much. I had a great weekend. Thanks for asking. Nobody cares, really, I guess. Nobody ever asks. Like, if we care, we would ask, right? Make sure you stay tuned for uh, Fantasy Football today. We're debuting our new theme song, Get Pumped. See ya.